This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Tired of the empty promises, the lack of effort. It's time you moved on to bigger, better, tastier things. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk is plant-based protein that actually tastes really good. With 22 grams of protein in a silky smooth, dreamy bed of oats and deliciously rich coconuts. Do your scoop a favor and don't settle for less. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk. Visit gardenoflife.com slash protein to learn more. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... doing <laughs> yes i was hiding then um <laughs> oh i've been doing that all day i must remember to click off something before i click on something ah uh, anyway brentford at the weekend but how are we feeling from last night and what do you think about it i mean do you think last night's game will tire us out was is it you know games too soon we've got players coming back but just as we seem to get one fit, we seem to lose another two. You know, oh, what a season. Um, we'll talk about the draw in a second as well. But thanks for watching. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, find us on YouTube if you're watching. And if you are, please give us a subscribe. And if you are listening on any podcast platform whatsoever, thank you so much. Uh, Amazon, Apple iTunes, 
Google, Spotify, Podcast Addict. And I said I found one earlier on today that I hadn't even heard of that we were on. So if you are listening, thank you so much for that as well. Here is where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. Indeed, we're going to be joined by Ant from uh, fellow Leicester City Channel Beyond the 19. Make sure you get over there and support them. Uh, I think he's just sort of rushing home from work as we speak, so he's a little bit behind. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get Ant on later. So, um, was it squeaky bum time or what? What it's squeaky bum time or what last night? We'll say hello to um Rene. Um, how the devil are you? I'm good, uh, feeling good for yesterday's game. And yep, let's welcome him in and and say good evening, and how are you? Evening, mate. I'm good, thanks. Literally, just seen the, the draw as well of who we've got in the in the next round, which made me slightly nervous, I'll be honest. But if we want to win it, we've got to beat the best. Well, this is it, and I thought we'd touch on this before we actually got to the Brentford game because, um, yeah, it. Well, I mean, did you watch the match last night? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, that last twenty minutes felt like an hour, didn't it? Oh my god, my 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 arse! I was so sore from clenching it. It was. <laughs> I mean. I mean, for Farna, what a game. Welcome back. Have we missed him or what? You know, And then he goes and gets a goal to top it all off. And at that point, there's me and my son just sat there going, well, yeah, we're through here. And then they got the second. Oh, my God. It was, in fact, it was like it took some like proper, proper top-class defending from Vestergaard of all people. Um, yep. And you've got to give credit where it's true. He's had a lot of sort of a hard time from a lot of Leicester fans, including myself. Oh, when yeah. he's doing well, you've got to give him praise. And I think there's not going to be one Leicester fan who's sad, who's not happy to see him put in a performance like that. And hopefully that could be the start of him turning around his Leicester career and really build on his confidence. But- I mean, yeah, he, <laughs> everybody was mentioning in the group sort of, oh God, Vestergaard's coming on, God help us. And... For those of you that sort of follow me on Facebook, you'll know in the group I've been quite critical of uh, Brendan for the substitutions he makes. You know, the, there was the classic bringing Vestergaard on against West Ham just as we're taking a corner. Um, there was the taking two defensive players off and bringing two more defensive players on when we're 2-0 down against Arsenal. But he, he, he got it right last night. I mean, Vestergaard had to come on because... In fairness, for Farner, he stayed on longer than I thought he would, 70-odd minutes mm. for his first game back. And, yep, he, he had a great game, Vestergaard. As you say, I've been very critical of him. But credit where credit's due, they were throwing themselves in front of that ball at the end. They were. And it also took an incredible save from Schmeichel as well. Oh, so it was yes. everyone, everyone very much like defensively putting... Putting a shift in. The only concern, and I'm going to sound really negative here, and I don't mean to because I think the fact that we're through is the main thing, is but it's mm. another game that we've conceded two goals in, which when you look through our our season, that seems like that's almost every game. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know what you're saying, but I think if that had been a Leicester of a few months ago, I think we might have actually ended up conceding more. To be honest, you know, you rely on Schmeichel. He always seems to have that one excellent save in him in every match. You know, I mean, their first goal, I think, was was. I don't even think he knew what he was doing. I think he just hit him and went in. No, he was given far too much room down that right hand side though to get sort of cross in, and it's one of those. It, I, I don't know what you were thinking at the time, Chris, but I was thinking, oh God, six minutes in, here we go. This is going to yeah. be a very, very painful evening. But yeah. I think the main thing was we went 1-0 down early, which was far from ideal. But mm. then we didn't concede again straight straight away again. Yeah. Which could have been very easy to do. We actually, I know they have the majority of the ball, but for the re- large periods of that first half, we had the better chances. Like Harvey Barnes should have scored. Yes. Ian Atto should have scored. So, yes, they dominated the ball for the first half. But I'd say like on the counter, there was definitely opportunities for us. And we were... 
it's that ugly, like classic European away performance where you're just trying to nick anything you can yeah. on the counter and keep yourself. What I'd in- like to see, to be honest with you, is yes, we didn't, we didn't sort of our heads didn't go down. We want went one down. I mean, it just shows how important Kalechi's goal was in the first leg. In <laughs> that second goal, made made all the difference. But I love the fact that we were playing. This European team at their own games, you know, my son turned around and went, Madison, he'd gone down for a free kick and it, you know, it was, he probably blew on him and he went down, but he was doing what they were doing and he was playing for time. I saw something that was so funny on Twitter and I won't say the full, full amount of it on here, but no. it was something like, isn't it beautiful to see Leicester winding the French up to eat up their own game, crying <laughs> and moaning for at least a good 60 minutes of it? Yeah. Um, the thing is, like some like some time wasting yesterday was absolutely awful. But when you're the team doing it, it is brilliant to watch. Yes, yeah, they, they they were. I mean, they were they were questioning everything. I thought the ref had a decent game, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. you know, he seemed to get most things right. Um, and maybe we should be happy there was no VAR in that game. Maybe, but then it's like. We they would have finished the game with ten men if there was. So it probably goes mm. it goes both ways. Which yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Randy says, are we going to win against PF, PSV? Get me teeth in. He he's kind of scared of that game. I mean, looking at the draw, are you pleased, disappointed, happy? I don't know. I ideally they're probably one of the teams that you'd have liked to avoid, mm. but. If we're gonna win this, we're gonna to have to play those teams at some point. So it's yes. like, it's like. I yeah. mean, for for me, I wanted to avoid Roma and Marseille. I've got to be honest with you, which we haven't done because we're going to get them in the semis. Should we get past PSV? Uh, Bowdoin limped. I mean, you've got, you've got to be careful. You're sort of saying, yeah, they're probably the weakest team in there. And certainly, the UEFA um, points would would probably show that, but. You know, if we, whenever I think, like, let's get that type of team, I can't, and Brad will kill me for saying this, and I always do, I can't help thinking about Wiccan Wanderers. Yeah. <laughs> saying about them, though, didn't they beat, they beat Roma 6-1 earlier? They did, yeah, yeah. Like, they shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be taken lightly. So, I think yeah. we're beyond the point of having any, having any crap teams left in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When you get to the quarterfinals, even like Bowdoin Limp, they're there on merit, and mm. you've got to respect that. And you know, you you might get Roma and and Feyenoord saying the same about us. You know, oh, we should got Leicester. They're right, right down there. But yeah, you have to respect anybody. A little bit of me wanted Slavia Prague. I'm not going to lie. I just wanted, wanted maybe to get them and get a bit of revenge. Yeah, I, to be honest, I completely forgot about last year with them, but Karma mm. will get them. Yes, yes, I think uh, fingers crossed it will. Uh, and like you say, we get Roma in in an Orbo. Now, presuming it's Roma, Orbo a glimpse in the next round. You, you know, I always I said at the start when we dropped into this competition that I don't know why we're joint favourites because, like I say, we you know these teams are, have got a lot more European history than us. But if you're going to win this competition, you've got to beat Roma. Mm-hmm. I think the the thing is, it's like you can be joint. I think just because of the fact that we've won the cup in the league recently, it, it, like in terms of bookies, that always puts you slightly higher than where yeah. you would be. But it's like like when you saw us in the Europa League, uh, well, with the teams like some of the giants in that, and then we were favourites from day one. I think that's just the Premier League sort of. Yeah, aura of the Premier League around it, but it's I don't know. It's one of those like I've ne- since well, particularly since five thousand to one, I've never really sort of cared what the bookies have no, said. No, we've no. it's always been sort of we've always been sort of at the underdogs, haven't we? But mm. it's strange in this this context where we're not, and I don't like it. I'd rather be that team that's not expected much of. Totally, yes. I, I agree totally with that. Um, I mean, I know you are, have very much been uh, uh, Brendan out leading up to that. At this point, 
I mean, this is as far as he's ever been in the uh, in, in Europe. I don't think he ever got this far with, with Liverpool or Celtic, it, let's say, as in quarterfinals. It's equaled our best, which was the Champions League, obviously, when we were in there. Um, is he getting a bit more time with you now, do you think? I think there's quite a few things with Brendan. It's like saying that he's gone as far as this is the furthest he's gone. Like, if this was last year, he would have been dropped out of the Europa League and that would have been our European campaign over. He's mm. just It's quite fortunate for him that UEFA are very hungry for money and have created another competition. Yeah. But but credit where it's true. I want Brett... I, I don't... There's this misconception about a lot of people who, who don't think Brendan's the right man is that people want him to fail. I want I want nothing more than to see Brendan Rodgers holding the Conference League at the end of this season. Yeah. And, and of really turning around this Leicester season. But it's just too... There's too many things of, like... Like, the forest away for me, that is the one. That, is, that still hurts. Yeah. Today. And, uh, obviously, the uh, forest away meant letting two top four finishes in a row go. And then also um, the the injuries, like, that is, like, I'm sorry, they're not bad luck. And this is for someone who's worked within, uh, within sort of sports science for quite a yeah. few years as well before I went into teaching. You don't get injuries, to like muscular injuries, to the extent that we are through bad luck. It's, it's through neglect and overtraining and then... It's something uh, happening on the training on the training field, isn't it? You know, it is. But it's but the thing is, he seems to, like this is my was my biggest thing, and he seems to be going in the right directions. Of he's employing the right people, and he's got rid of a lot of the people in terms of the medical staff that he brought, admittedly he brought in in the first place. But the yeah. fact that he's starting to address those issues, that's where that's why I feel a lot happier now and more mm. than happy to give the time. It was before, you know, when it was week in, week out, we were picking up muscle injury after muscle injury after yeah. muscle injury, scoring, conceding about two goals from a corner each week. So the things are things are slowly being addressed. But yeah, I'm more than happy to see like where where we are at the end of the season. But I, like, I've got no qualms of if he is Leicester manager, I'll get behind him. But I still don't think he is the right man to take us forward. No, no, that that's that that's very fair. Um, you know, we 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 are all sort of entitled to opinions, but I mean, I I actually, I mean, I fell out with a lot of Leicester fans because following um, the Arsenal game, I, I referred to him as the Brendan Bellend because I just uh, two nil at uh, two nil down to make the substitutions he made, and that's what. The one thing that I'm not happy with him always is the substitutions. You know, I think 2-0 down, you take off two defensive players to bring on two other defensive players. You might as well just put the white flag up. What what was the point? And, you know, you can say, well, he was resting certain players. Well, I think we now know it was Mark Albrighton that probably needed the rest. And he's, he's got playing him every game. It, it's... Yeah, he, he, but then again, you know, he gets paid the big bucks. And, and yesterday, as I say, he got it right, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to see Wes come back, get the goal. I mean, it was a dream, dream uh, 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 return for him. Running over straight away to Brendan Rogers, But I did notice, I don't know if you did as well, which was nice. He actually went and hugged um, Colo Torre as well. He does, and he always talks quite highly of Colo Torre and sort of the impact. Mm. That he's had on him and stuff, and like I think there has been a lot of question marks about what Colo Torre's um, job actually is of a club, particularly with the uh, the yes. uh, defensive record this year. But when you hear the players talking about him in the way that Fafana has, that's clearly doing something here. But at the same time, you're hardly going to hear uh, Wes come out and say Fafana like <laughs> how useless he is, are you? Yes. So, it's, yeah. Like, the club will always put out what they want you to hear. Yes, indeed they will. Indeed they will. Um, and talking of the club, um, Anthony thinks that he's going for a Brentford win because of no firepower up front. I mean, last night in Acho, I mean, I think sometimes we've judged in Acho badly. And I think he's been, I felt sorry for him this season because, you know, he had a good end to last season. Um and and he's not he's hardly got a look in, but you know he holds that ball up well, and he brings other players in that you know Dakar and Mavardi don't really do that as much. 
Yeah, and that's one of the big things I've said for um for, about Iheanacho. He's he's a different player to Vardy and Daka, and I think people mm. expect uh, Iheanacho to be running the channels and stuff in the way that those two do, and that's not his game. His game is to be able to hold the ball up, as you say, and bring those players into the game. He's got that ability to play play with his back to goal and bring yeah. players like Barnes, uh, I think it was Luckman yesterday, yeah. into the game and that link-up play as well as, I w- I'd argue this with anyone, he's our most natural finisher at the club, but like, so he's just something completely different, which I think that's got to be a positive thing of not just having two strikers who are very yeah. similar in terms of Vardy and Daka. I think Vardy is obviously a level above Daka, but to mm. have a striker like Ian Acho, who's more of that ball-playing striker, it's got to be a good thing to have this variety. Definitely, definitely 100%. Um, and oh, I was going to say, we have got now, Let you know, we're, you know, happy that we've gone through, happy with the performance. Um, you know, it's Leicester, something's going to go wrong. We've got Brentford at the weekend. I can probably see them coming and beating us, but this is who we've got. Yeah, we are hosting Brentford. Terry just says here, welcome, Terry. Who scored the device's second goal against Wrens? I mean, that that was worth its weight in gold, you know, looking back. Uh, but, uh, but we have got a game this weekend. We are hosting Brentford. Um, and are you worried about this one at all, Ant? No, which probably means when we're looking at this on uh, on Sunday at about five o'clock, it's going to be one nil Brentford. But at the <laughs> moment, I feel like we should have more than enough to beat Brentford. And mm. the, thing, I mean, the thing with Brentford is they, they're a decent side, particularly at home. But away yes. from home, then we should we should be right. Like I don't know if you remember the game earlier this season where they absolutely battered us, and we had the Yuri, Yuri Tielemans rocket and yeah. the. Um, the James Madison goal on the break. But apart from that, it was all Brentford. So they have the capabilities to get at us. Mm. But I think the quality should show through. I mean, it, it, it's funny. I mean, we, yeah, we that was, the, as you say, mentioned the game there, sort of Leicester coming 2-1 uh, with Tielemans and uh, Madison. My... my I love Brentford in as much as I like to see these smaller clubs. I've always said, come up and do well. I'd love to see, if we can't, it can't be us, I'd love to see West Ham or Wolves get into that fourth position and get the Champions League spot. Uh, and they started off really well. They've kind of sort of dropped off a little bit, but they're only still only three points behind us. Yeah, that just sort of shows... Like <laughs> the level of drop off from us this year in the league, doesn't it? But yes, a team that yeah. a lot of people are considering in a relegation battle are three points behind us. Mm. But having said that, they have had a you know just just looking at this here, um, you know the, the, these are the recent games and they've actually um, turned it around the last couple of times. Although, I mean, you know, when you look at the opposition, Burnley and Norwich, you think that they, they should win that anyway. But for them, it was important because they beat those teams that were sort of around them or below them or could possibly catch them, you know, in the relegation fight. So it was, it was two very good wins for them. Yeah, same so like it is Burnley and Norwich, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And it's confidence yeah. building for a team like Brentford after being on a horrific run to then beat those two, then they'll think, oh well we can build on this now and let's put another decent run together. Because that's what the that's why they're as high as they are, because they put a decent run together at the start of the season. Yeah. So they're more than capable of doing it in the Premier League. So they'll think, why can't we go on another good run to finish the season off? Yeah, well, I mean, they've had the two wins. I thought we were going on a decent run till we uh, till we went to Arsenal. Um, it's almost a bit like a given, you know. Go to Arsenal, we'll give them the three points. We we don't have much success down there. The odd win here and there, but was that was that kind of like you know? Uh, well, yeah, it's Arsenal. Let's just get through the game, sort of match. Well, the team lineup. Like I said this on my channel, and I got quite a bit of 
quite a bit of stick for it, but I still stand by it. Is the fact that I said, well, the team lineup identified the fact that Thursday was a priority anyway. And it yeah. looked like by putting Papi Mendy in, who by all accounts didn't have an awful game, but he's nowhere, he would be nowhere near the strongest 11. By putting him in, it showed that it was almost, it was the lowest of the priorities. And like Arsenal, I know their fans will wank themselves into a sock thinking that they're brilliant. <laughs> but like they were playing a second string Leicester team and if they didn't beat us, I'd be seriously concerned. Yes, yeah. I mean, Mendy, yeah, he came on. There was a couple of surprises when I looked at the at the lineup, but I mean, you've got to say, we know we're not going to go down. I don't think there's any way we're going to go down. We're probably not going to get in Europe by, via the league. So I can understand him prioritizing um the the the, the Europe. But I think Mendy coming in. We're going to need him now because I say, if, you know, I've heard that indeed he might be out for quite a few weeks. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, and I mean, Mendy last season, when he came in at the start, because we had all those terrible injuries at the start of last season, he came in and did a, a fairly decent job for us. Um, and I thought he did all right against Arsenal. He's not in the European squad, so that might sort of mean Chowdhury has to drop in there. But are you worried if you see him on the Tuesday, or would you sooner have Chowdhury starting? I'd rather have Chowdhury start, but it's like you say, when he was called upon at the, end, at the start of last season, sorry, he did a decent job, didn't he? And yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think this would have been a perfect period to bring in Samara and start to sort of integrate him. But somehow now our players that aren't even in the starting eleven are starting to pick up muscle injuries, like Danny Ward as well. But yeah. with Mendy, you know what you're going to get with him. He does the basics well. Yeah, he does. And I mean, I, I whether he would want, whether he will stop or whether he will go. I think as a squad player. That that that's kind of his role, I think, at Leicester. You know, I don't think, you know, because when you got Indeedy, let's be honest with you, and probably even Chowdhury above him in the pecking order. But you know, he's 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 never let us down when it, when he's come on. I don't think. But um, obviously, with um, with Brentford, I mean, we've got problems up front. Um, they've got Tony back, who is literally he is on fire at the moment. And you know, this was a play that I wanted to buy. You know, I think I think had Brentford not come up, they would have ended up selling him, and I wouldn't have minded getting him. This was obviously before Dakar, uh, but he's, and and of course Christian Eriksen, great to see him back. But again, those two, we, we, we've got to worry about them, haven't we? We have. They're decent attacking options, but then, like the fact that we're supposedly defensively improved, that's like. It'll be an interesting test to see how they're getting on. Two players that are banging form. So I I, I want to see how because I'm presuming and this you can say I'm wrong with this. I think Cienchu and um Fafana's probably the starting partnership, or maybe Cienchu and Amati. Uh sorry, Fafana and Amati. Mm. Again, I want to see how they get on against Tony and Ericsson and a decent attacking Brentford side. So uh I've, the thing is, like we've struggled at home against almost anyone we've played, and we've had the ability to make absolute rubbish players look like they're Messi and Iniesta linking up. So mm. now we're going to come up against a half, couple of half decent players, but we've supposedly got our strongest, the majority of our strongest defence back. It, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, actually, that was quite an interesting point you made because. I mean, obviously, once Fafana was better, he was going to be coming in because we we're having such defensive problems. And I think, I mean, as it happened, Soyun Chu was ill, although it's not COVID. So it, it, it was a easy option for, for Brendan to sort of put him and Amati together. I thought they played really well together. And, you know, Amati, for me, is my most improved player this season. You know, last season you went, oh God, it's a Marty. This time it's bloody hell. He's not picked a Martin. What's going on? Um, mm. I I liked Fafana and a Marty together, and I think if you bring Soyuncu back 
for Marty. I think it really would be a shame. It would, but it's one of those, like, I'd say Siunchu at his best is a better centre-back than Daniel Marty. But we how long, we haven't really seen Siunchu at his best. But I think a settled-back four will sort of help get towards that. But the fact yeah. that we've at least got an option now instead of having to put, like, Chowdhury at centre-back or something ridiculous, I think... We're getting players back at the right time, but let's see yeah. how long it takes Brendan to injure them again. <laughs> Every cloud has a black lining rather than a silver <laughs> one, you know, or, or dark grey, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, and this this kind of, to me, sums the season up because it's nice to see Casper actually kicking the ball upfield rather than just passing it around the back, which has caused us so many problems. And, you know, and you're passing it around the back and you lose it. They're literally in on goal. But mm. the fact that, and this is every week when I when I do this and I compare these passes, it's always Sunchu that's at the top of the pass list. But does that say more about Leicester's defensive style, the fact that he's passing it backwards and forwards all the time? Yeah, and I... I love Schmeichel as a keeper, but he's not the keeper to play out from the back with. His no. distribution is horrendous. Like, and I think that puts Siunchu under a lot more pressure than, than helps him, which is why I think he's got so many passes. Also, the fact that he seems to love to play one-twos with whoever the centre-back is. He'll play about three or four one-twos with them before like hitting a diagonal. So, yeah. like... <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those. I don't mind seeing us play out from the back, but just not while Schmeichel's a keeper. Yes. Yeah. And how how long? I mean, how long has Schmeichel been with us? Can we not teach Schmeichel to kick it and keep it in in play? Well, I think if at thirty six he hasn't learned it, he's not going to learn it, is he? <laughs> no, like, no. He's a brilliant. I would argue one of the best one on keepers one on well one on one yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. But he is an old school keeper in terms of he doesn't have that modern modern sweeper side of his game. Mm. Like from the fact that he's everything from being glued to his goal line from set pieces to the distribution and stuff of that modern sort of evolved keeper, he doesn't have that side to his game. Yeah, yes. Indeed. Um a quick <laughs> I mean, as always, Terry. Yeah, you are quite right. He says, is it true you have a clock recording Spurs' last trophy haul? Well, you know what? It it would be remiss of me, remiss of me. And if I didn't really, wouldn't it? So should we, should we just sneak it in? What do you think? What do you think, guys? I've got to find it, first of all. Here we go. It's time for the Daily Spurs. How long since Spurs won a trophy? Well, I can tell you it's 14 years, 18 days, 2 hours, 11 minutes and 42 seconds and counting. Um, it, it, it has to be done. I think I think, I think the people need to know how long since Spurs last won a trophy because they seem to think they're a big club. But hey-ho, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not sorry if any Spurs fans are watching. <laughs> not sorry at all. They've got a big stadium. Doesn't that make them a huge club? Well, in their <laughs> minds, yes, it does. You know, and the roof, the roof moves as well. But like, surely that, surely that's worth a trophy. That, at some point. Yes. <laughs> if they ever have a trophy for the best kept stadium, maybe they'll be in the running for it. You know, but a uh, couple of do did you knows here? Brentford have won their last two Premier League matches as many as they had in the previous fourteen combined. Um, and they've also won the bees last one three top top oh yeah three consecutive top flight contest contests in September 1946. Don't you just know that when you see a stat like that, that yeah, you're playing Leicester, so you're gonna get it again. It's just typical Leicester, isn't it? You see those kind of stats and just <laughs> want to hide. Totally, totally. Um Oh, another one here. Ivan Tony has scored seven goals in his last five appearances for Brentford, having netted four in his first 19. 
Uh, in his last two games, he's netted three goals against Norwich and Burnley. And the last player to score two plus goals in three consecutive Premier League appearances was Tammy Abrahams, September 19. Um, do you rate Tony? Would you have liked him at Leicester? I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a Leicester player. I think mm. he's got to be that big, that main man. And I think he's a, a big fish in a small pond at the moment, which suits yeah. him massively. I, d- I think he would have been sort of swallowed up coming somewhere like Leicester, where he would have been, what, third choice striker mm. behind Vardy and Ianacho. And for the 40 million or whatever they they wanted for him, nah, I think we got the better deal with Dakar. But yes. I think he's a very good player. And he, if Brentford do lose him in the summer, I think they're going to struggle massively without him. No, no, you're quite right. Anyway, some good news for Leicester. Uh, Leicester have won each of their last five Premier League matches against promoted sides, including all three this season. Or maybe no, maybe that's the kiss of death. <laughs> They've that's never like... won six consecutive top flight encounters with promoted sides before. Uh, I, I do, sometimes I don't know why I do this to myself. I've got to be honest with you. It's like uh, it's like self-imposed uh, S and M. This is uh, Brentford have scored a league high fifty percent of the Premier League goals from set pieces. Oh my god! Yeah, I should I should definitely not put these up. And Leicester have conceded a competition high forty seven percent of the league goals from such situations. Oh, my God. I mean, do you think there's a lot of uh, pressure being put now that Fafana's coming back in, that the defence is going to be brilliant and suddenly we're going to go on and challenge for the top four? I do, but I also think it's very fickle because you remember earlier on in the season, oh, when Justin's back, we'll improve. Yes. No no improvement. When Evans came back, admittedly got injured again, but, oh, we'll improve. When X, Y and Z's back, that'll be the... This, the Lord and Saviour of all our issues. It's like, no, we're, I think it's more of a collective. You need to have that collective unit back for probably a month, at least before they start building that relationship again. But Definitely. that's why I think the injuries have killed us more than people. Like, Yes, it's easy to look at an injury list and say that that's killed us, but it's also then the state that it leaves sort of the systems and the team, team in. Mm. But that's why injuries have killed us even more than just having players out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it was Clinton Morrison said after one of the games, judge Brendan Rodgers when he's got a fully fit squad. And and he, let's be honest with you, he hasn't had that all season, has he? It's, so um, It's very easy to say that, but when he's shooting himself in the foot with why he's got injuries, like, you know, like I think the injury thing is... You can you can make that sort of look whichever way you want of oh it's been very unfortunate, or you can say that he's absolutely burnt some players into the ground. Yeah, and he's not helped himself. We do know this with um, uh, with his substitutions and what have you. Um, I I don't know if you want to do this, and I do apologise if I've dropped it on you. I, I usually do it with um, with Craig when we do it, and and pick your starting eleven. Would you be up for that? Let's have it. Let's... Yeah, yeah. What, what is mean... it, Delia Smith says? Let's be having you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God, she'll she'll never live that down. Uh, first of all, what what formation would you like? Uh, let's go for four three three because that's what we've gone for the last few times out. Isn't it, it is. Yeah, it seems to be, be working. Now this is the BBC, and I do know sometimes the uh, players that we. Um, we, we choose aren't always in there. But hi, Static. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Thanks for coming in. Um, but um, I guess you're not going to give you Bokovic's first start for about four seasons. I guess you're going Schmeichel in goal. Yeah, well, we can't go Danny Ward because he's got a muscle injury. So, yes, we'll, we'll go yeah. Schmeichel. Oh, sorry, I had to get my little... little... <laughs> you did, didn't you? You, you, you did. Um, I, I just... I... I feel sorry for you, Pokovic. I mean, God's sake, you know. I mean, he must be on a good deal. He must love Leicester to be staying here, I'll tell he you. He signed but, as a third-choice keeper, and he's on a decent wage. He's like, he's living life. 
He is, isn't he? You know, he's uh, one day it's when it's when he's called up and he actually has to come on, and we realise that you know he's like that goalkeeper that ate all the pies because <laughs> he never thought he was going to get on. But, Do you remember um, years ago though, when when he played against Arsenal and then Tottenham, and he had two brilliant games like back to back. I, I I can't remember, but I do know. In fact, he, he was never a bad keeper, you know. And he gave. It was a weird choice when he came to us because, like you say, he was literally our third choice. And it, he was it was from Hull, wasn't he? Didn't we get him from Hull? Yeah, when they got relegated, I think it was when they got relegated. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, there were some other clubs that were quite interested in him, where he probably would have gone in and been their number one. Yeah. I wonder what we were offering that they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we shouldn't ask. You know. <laughs> Hiya, Keith, and good. Glad to hear it. Static. Um, right. So we'll start at left back. Again, would... we're kind of limited for choice here, aren't we? Yeah, I'd go James Justin. Just get some more. Actually, no, Luke Thomas. We've got to keep that free. That uh, Luke Thomas, Jewsbury Hall, and. Yes, Barnes free going down the left hand side because they're building I'm, a really nice partnership. I'm glad you didn't go for uh, um, James Justin because, as you see, he's not on my list. Oh, if he's <laughs> not, then I'm 100% going for James Justin. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just to be awkward. And you, I presume you might be going for James Justin on the right. I'll go Ricardo Pereira on the right. Oops, hang on. I've uh, I've lost it. Where have we gone? Um, Let's, let's let's put Schmeichel. Uh, let's put Luke Thomas. You going for Piera on the right? Yep. Yep. I mean, again, he's he signed a new contract, and that that sends a, a nice message out, doesn't it? That it does. uh, that he's committed to that. It does. Along with it's not just him though, which is a lovely thing to see. It's uh, for Fana. It's James Justin. Oh. It's not. They're not short-term deals either. They're till no. 2027, 28. Mm. It shows that there's something going on at the club. club and they believe in what's being done in the summer. Because like everyone says that, oh, no one knows sort of what's going on in the summer. The players will know sort of what players, um, mm. what sort of players we're talking to at the moment and who we're trying we're after and who the targets are. And yeah. the fact that they've seen their signing contracts whilst knowing that sh shows to me that we're going to have a decent summer and a big summer. You know, I mean, if, if Tillemans goes, I, I get it. Uh, and I think, you know, I think he was waiting till the summer to see which clubs are actually going to be in the Champions League and which ones aren't before he makes his decision. But, you know, even he's going to be looking at that and going, oh, Fafana's committed and, and, and Ricky has and James just... And maybe it's making him think as well. Do you see his comments today to a Belgium, uh, Belgium media that... He says that he's he hasn't rejected the Leicester contract yet. He's just yep. he's considering his options, and he's like, and if I'm at Leicester next season, so be it. I'll happily happily be there and stuff. So I know the only way that is that if he, he might it might just stay a season, but not actually sign a contract, which means we'll get nothing for him. That's very true. But as a hypothetical, if we did that and then got Champions League next year, and that's a big if, yeah. I would say that that if that risk becomes worth it but it's if we then do it next year and have another season like this one get nowhere near champions league and hanging on by a thread to try and get europa league that's yeah. where it becomes but we're not a club like a liverpool or a chelsea or a man city that can afford to lose what's an 80 million pound player really for nothing exactly Exactly. Although we did lose 30 on uh, Slomani, but let's, let's, let's not remind ourselves about that. You know? But um, we will see. It, it, like you say, it just gives you a bit of hope, doesn't it? You know, and um, uh, we, we, we think just keep every, everything cross. Now, the back two after we were speaking earlier is going to be interesting. Um, which two are you going to go for? I'd go Amati and Fafana. But I would I wouldn't be surprised if we see Siunchu sort of get twenty minutes towards the end and like, yes. start to work his way back in. But it's an interesting yeah. one. But also got Vestergaard to consider. But he, had, he did he did well. But well, yes, he did. Fifth choice centre back, and he, he was never bought in as to be the first choice, was he? 
you know, and I think that's the thing. And he will get confidence because he's not come in in fairness. And I've I've been in one of his biggest critics, but he's not come in and to a settled back line. Um, from the moment he came in, you know, he's probably not known who he's been playing with one week to the next, you know. But uh, but as you can see, the BBC there have done have done their favourite trick to to us again, and there's no Fafana in there. Guys, he is fit, BBC. If you are watching, he is fit. But we'll we'll know we'll leave the gap there. We'll keep it open for him. Um, and uh, uh, even though we can't put anybody in there, so we know that that gap there is for Farna. Um, now, you normally, I'm guessing, you'd go for Indidi in this central midfield role, yeah. but of course, he's not available, and. You're not a, 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 for the sound of it, a huge, huge Mendy fan. So, is it? Is we going to see Chowdhury there? I'd go which I'd go with uh, Tielemans and Ben Dewsbury Hall with Madison in front of them. Right. So you go in. Um... You Tielemans. Uh, you got to be. Good. It's got to be Dewsbury Hall, hasn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what they, they make such a, if and I guess you're going to be putting Barnes there. They make such a great threesome that it's like watching them link up is unbelievable for me. Anyway, I think it's a, a great threesome there. So you're going to go that, yeah. So Madison sort of central there, and Tillemans and Jewsbury Hall either side. Yeah. Yeah. What about your front here? I'm guessing this one's going to be Barnes on the on the left. Yeah. Um, on the right now again, or Brighton possibly is going to be out. So, yeah, you know, are you, are you start Lookman over him. I think Lookman's a better player. Yeah, are you sure? I mean, we do have Perez, of course, and he's he's going to be fit because he's not been played for a long time. You know, I never have you back on if you do pick Perez, but you know, it is a free, it's a free country. But, what has happened to Perez? He seems to be playing almost every other week, or at least coming off the bench. And then it's just disappeared off the face of the earth. It's almost like, to be honest with you, it's almost like um, Rogers went on his on, went on the computer, opened up YouTube, and watched all the Leicester channels, and thought, "Yeah, they're right. Actually, everybody's right about him." Because he suddenly did totally drop off the face of the earth, didn't he? It's so strange and things. I'm. One of the minority. I don't think Perez is anywhere near as bad as he's made out to be. I don't think he's a great player, but no. I do think the fact that we paid thirty million for him probably makes sort of fans see, think he's a lot worse than he is. And he's also been playing out on the right wing when he's not a right winger. Yeah, like when people rate Albrighton because he works hard, I think Perez works just as hard as Albrighton. But. For first, the difference is Mark Albrighton's a free transfer from Aston Villa. Uh, Iosi Perez was a 30 million transfer from Newcastle, which at the time was a club record fee. Yes, it was. And do you think um, Perez brings as much as Albrighton, though, in like crosses and goal contributions? Well, his goal contributions are more than more than Albrighton. So, like, but defensively, his numbers are right up there in terms of like off the ball, in like in terms of the stats and stuff like that. They're the hardest workers off the pit, off the ball. So, mm. yeah, I think. But I see people calling him lazy, and it's like that's just a, an, a false narrative. But just because you don't like a player, and it's like, yeah, if you don't like a player, fair enough. But don't call them like actually don't like them on stuff that they're not good at. Not just like false narratives of like. But you know, you know what Leicester fans are like. You know, mm. they, they they can't if they don't like the argument or if they don't agree with what's being said, they just shoot the messenger. They don't come back and say, "Well, it's because of this," or put another. I had that the other day. So when I was having to go at at uh, Brendan for his substitutions against Arsenal, it was only my opinion. And when when you're in a group, you know, you 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 you. You post to create discussion. You don't post to say, oh, Leicester are wonderful every single game, whatever happens. But people are coming on and having a go at me. And I'm like, well, put another argument up then. But, 
you know, maybe it's asking a bit too much. I don't know. And I suppose at the end of the day, we really there's only one player we can go for up front there, isn't there? Yes. Yes. No Ducker, is there? No Vardy. No. no. So you're not sure it is. But you know that team. I think with who's available at the moment, that is is. is I know we've got a gap there, but we know we know that's for Farner. That is a, a a strong squad. You know, I mean, for me, Amati is the most improved player, you know, of the season. Dewsbury Hall has just come of age this 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 season, and that like I say that threesome Thomas Dewsbury Hall Barnes is amazing down that left hand side. Um, Lookman, do you think still think we should be buying Lookman? In the uh, yeah, in the summer, twelve million pounds. You don't get a better, a better no. player for that. And even no. if he's not the starting right winger, which I actually don't think he is, because he's naturally a left winger. Yes. If we want to be competing with the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, and stuff, it's not just about building that starting eleven. It's about building the bench and the squad to yes. go with it. Yes. And when you think, I mean, there's a picture. Uh, earlier in the week, um, and it had Fafana, Evans, and uh, Castagna all, all training. Uh, you kind of forget Castagna. I mean, we forget we've got this guy. And like you say, it we have when everybody is fully fit. It is going to be a very good uh, squad. And I think there'll be a few departures in the summer, um, either through choice or not. But it'll be interesting to see. Where we go, and we've got to we've got to accept that you know the owners in the business they're in, they haven't got the money that some of the obviously the other club clubs have. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to next season when when everybody's fit again. Um, Terry says I'm disappointed. Thought you would have had the big a big tall man at number nine. Now who would fit that bill? <laughs> Tell us, Terry. Tell us. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're going on now to um, what we always finish the show on, and that is obviously score predictions. Uh, and these are the, the predictions from the uh, um, X Foxes and me uh, table we do, which oh, at the moment I'm sitting, but I am, I'm very much the Norwich of this, of this lot. Um, and Jerry Taggart is certainly the uh, Man City Liverpool. Uh, but nobody's gone for a Leicester loss. Um, Ian Marshall's gone for a 1 1 draw. I've gone 2 1. Uh, Steve Walsh, bless his heart, always goes for a big one. He's gone 3 0. Tags agrees with me 2 1. Even Steve Linus has gone 2 0, and that's saying something. And Ian Wilson, 3 1. Um, what's your prediction, Ant? Well, on my channel, I actually went 4 1 because I reckon we're going to come back. They're going to come back from the game in France and be absolutely buzzing with confidence. I think yes. if, we, if we start quickly, there's no reason we can't just absolutely wipe the floor with, with Brentford. But at the same time, mm. it's Leicester, so we could well end up making them look like Barcelona with Iniesta, Xavi, <laughs> uh, Busquets, Messi, and that lot. So <laughs> this is totally I think it. it's very much more dependent on which Leicester turns up from which yeah. Brentford. Yes, I mean, I can't. I couldn't believe that I actually saw some Leicester fans complaining about the number of games that we're playing. And I'm like, but you want to be successful, it comes with success. You know, I can remember when, the year we won the Premier League. A few people were complaining about the fact that all the matches were being changed because of TV, and it's like, well, it goes with the territory, you know. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't kind of get it, but. Like you say, they they literally, I think they'll be on a high on that, you know, because yes, we lost on the night, but we we'd done it over the two legs. And uh, but this is Leicester, and we all know we all know what happens. You know, we uh, like you said, we could make them look like Barcelona, but uh, you're sticking with your four-one. Yeah, brilliant. But I I really hope you're right. The funny thing <laughs> is that we always go for that one, don't we? Because we know we're going to concede. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'd probably be happier with a 1-0 clean sheet just because we've lacked clean sheets and it would probably be huge defensive confidence. But <laughs> we've seen our defence this season. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, 
just yeah, just don't give uh, them them free kicks or or try, don't let it go out for a corner. Kick it out for a throw in instead of something. You know, then we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, definitely fine. And thank you so much for coming on. I know it was a rush for you, but really appreciate that. Uh, I've got your links in the description below on YouTube, but give people a shout out where they can find you. Yeah, so cheers again, Chris, for having me on. But Ant's yeah. Leicester fan channel, uh, just talking rubbish about Leicester, really, quite heavily opinionated, which can make for some good debates. No, it, it can. And, and get, get, as a shout out the actual channels. Uh, so Ant's Leicester fan channel and then Beyond the 90 as well. Beyond the 90, yeah. Uh, good channels. Get get subscribing if you haven't already. Um, Neil's away. Is he, is he away on holiday? I'm not sure. He's on his travels is all I know. <laughs> it can't surely be a holiday, not during the season. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive him if he is. And thanks so much, mate. Fingers crossed for this week and uh, fingers crossed for the uh, the Europa Conference. Wouldn't it be good? Wouldn't it be good to win it in the inaugural year? Yeah, I think that would be... Uh, it's fat competition. No one wants to be in it. But now we're in it. Let's go and win it. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean... Arsenal and Spurs, they, they really, I don't get the fans. You know, Arsenal, no, we don't want to be in it because we should be in the Champions League. Well, guess what we've this been, season, Arsenal, you've been in neither. We've been <laughs> in the Champions League more recent than them. They just think they need to humble themselves slightly. Then Tottenham fans, how can they pick and choose what trophies they go and win? Yes. It's like a homeless man turning his nose up at someone living in a flat. Yes. Yeah, oh, well, like I say, let's hope we never get like that. No, <laughs> Anthony, thanks very much, mate. Enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, and stay safe, bud. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, cheers to Ant there for joining us. Um, great. Make sure Ant's TV channel, you get over Leicester TV channel, you get over there and beyond the 90 as well. Two great Leicester City channels. Uh, and, and Ant's channel straight after the match. He, 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 you know, if he's at uh, if he's at the match, he does a he does a blog, and it's uh, <laughs> it's very funny. Um, thank you so much uh, for everybody that was watching. Really do appreciate it. I say on YouTube, Leicester till I die uh, TV. Just please, just do this one thing for me, if you would. Yeah, please hit that subscribe button. And if you've been listening on podcast, your favourite podcast platform, apparently we're all over it. It's, I mean, we've had we've had nearly six hundred listens to the podcast in the last four days alone. Honestly, unbelievable, unbelievable. But um, thank you so much for doing both of that. Should be back tomorrow with the watch along. Um, no, we shouldn't, because if we're watching it along, it wouldn't be the Leicester game, would it? We'll be back on Sunday. I've had one of those days today. Forgive me. I'm still I'm still as drunk from last night. Um, we're back, hopefully, for the watch-along on Sunday, and then the post-match show, and Josh is back for that on Sunday as well, straight after the game. So about 1.30 on Sunday. We'll see you then. Thanks very much for watching and listening. Take care. Remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.